Well, good morning. A very warm welcome to our service of worship, and I'd like to especially welcome anyone who's visiting or worshiping with us for the first time. Everyone is warmly invited to stay for tea and coffee after the service, which is through the door on the left and along the corridor to the large hall. So as we gather together to worship God, may we all know God's loving presence here with us. Psalm 100 says, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are the people, his people, the people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give him thanks and praise to his name. So let's worship God as we sing our first hymn this morning, Mission Praise number 1008, The Lord's My Shepherd. Let's pray together. Dear Lord God, you are worthy of all our praise and honor and glory, for you are Lord over all. 
the creator of all things, and you are completely loving and holy and good, and you are full of grace and mercy and kindness towards us. We thank you most of all for sending Jesus, your Son, into the world to live and die and rise again to life for us, so that through faith in him we may be forgiven for our sins and enter into your holy presence and belong to your family forever. Forgive us for all that we have said or done or thought which does not reflect the nature of our Lord Jesus. Come to us in the power of your Spirit to fill us, refresh us, and renew us. Speak to us through your living word. Bring your light, hope, and peace and the joy of your loving presence to strengthen us to live for you and to bless others with the bless blessings that you have given to us. And so, Lord God, we invite you to have your way among us, to help us to follow you in all our ways. And we pray all these things through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, good morning. This morning I brought with me a very special teddy bear. And uh, this teddy bear was given to Rosie last week. And it's got CPC for Cardonal Parish Church. Um, it also has a collar on it. I wonder who it's supposed to represent. <laughs> but I'm going to tell us a little bit more about this teddy and other teddies like it a little bit later on. But um, do, you want to, do you want to have a feel of the teddy? Just see. It's nice and soft. What do you think? What do you think that's made from? You think? What, anyone guess what it's made from? Wool. wool. That's right. And what do we get wool from? Sheep. That's right. Now, I'm going to just be telling us a little bit about a Sam, um, one that's well known, and it's got sheep in it. Can anyone guess which Sam it is? Twenty-three. Yes. Well done. And it's a psalm from David. Now, before David uh, became king, he was a sheep. Uh, he was not a sheep. <laughs> that would be very uh, unusual and heretical as well, I think. He was a shepherd of the sheep. And he um, looked after his sheep and he thought to himself one day, he thought, these sheep... Um, they're, they're being cared for by me as a shepherd, and God cares for 
me as well, like a really good shepherd of the sheep. And so um, David wrote this psalm, and I'm just going to read a, a shortened version of it and then tell you a little bit more about the teddies that I was seeing last week. So we have, just as we have the first slide, so the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. He lets me rest in fields of green grass and leads me to pools of fresh water. He gives me strength, new strength. He guides me in new paths as he has promised. And there the sheep going along the path there. Even if I go through the deepest darkness, I will not be afraid. Your shepherd's rod and staff protect me. You prepare a banquet for me where all my enemies can see me. You welcome me as an honored guest and fill my cup to the brink. I know your goodness and love will be with me all my life and your house will be my home as long as I live. So that's a, it's a wonderful psalm which we've, we've sung already this morning and it just reminds us of God's care, his goodness and the comfort that he can bring us uh, in our lives, especially when we go through difficult things. Now, getting back to the teddy and the teddies um, Rosie and I were seeing last week, we went along to the friendship circle and uh, many of you will know that uh, over the past few months uh, a number of people have been knitting uh, teddies just like this one, like the ones you can see in, in the picture and they knitted in total 281 um, this was an extra one given to us. Um, 281 teddies of all different colours and shapes, and these are going to be given. These have been given, I should say, um, to Children First, which uh, is a children's charity for Scotland, and um, they're going to be given to children who have gone through difficult things. And they've called them comfort teddies because, as you, when you hold them, you feel really it's nice and comforting. And um, I'd like us to pray, because we're thinking about God comforting us like the Good Shepherd. I'd just like us to pray for the children. Um, we did pray on Thursday, but I'd like to pray again for the children that will receive the teddies like this one, that they will receive God's comfort and his blessing um, as well. So let's, uh, let's pray together to thank God for his goodness and his comfort. Dear God, we thank you that uh, you are so good to us, that you care for us and lead us uh, through our lives. And we pray, Lord, that you would bless and comfort each child that receives one of these teddy, teddy bears, these comfort bears. We pray, Lord, that uh, you would bless them and keep them and watch over them. And Lord, we come to you this day with all our own concerns and thank you that we can know your comfort and your care for us too. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to continue to think about God's goodness um, as we sing Mission Praise 532. And that's, oh, 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 how good is the Lord. Now, if you're following in the hymn books, we're, we're going to be uh, following the, the verses. Um, he, he gives me his blessings and then he gives me his spirit and then finally, he gives us each other. So these are good things. That we can think of the blessings he gives us. Uh, we can think of his presence with us by his spirit. And we can thank God for each other um, because uh, God gives us each other to also to strengthen and to support one another. So let's uh, stand to sing, Oh, 
oh, how good is the Lord. And you may wish to clap at the various points when that comes in. So we come now to hear God's word read. Our Old Testament lesson this morning is to be found in the Psalms of David. Psalm 121, and we shall read the whole psalm. This can be found on page 622 of the NIV Bible and also on the screens. Psalm 121 and at verse 1. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Our gospel reading 
is from the Gospel according to John. John chapter 6 and reading from verse 35 to verse 40. And this can be found on page 1070 of the NIV Bible. John chapter 6 and at verse 35. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and who believes in me will never be thirsty. But, as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Amen. And God will bless to us these readings from his holy word, and to him be all praise and all glory. Let us continue our worship in the singing of hymn 139 from Church Hymnary 3. This will be on the screens. I to the hills will lift mine eyes.
Let's pray together. Loving God, we thank you for these psalms of your word, these songs which remind us of your care, your presence with us. And so, Lord, we thank you that you are here with us today and that you want to speak to us through your living word, by your spirit. And so, Lord, we ask that you would open our eyes, open our hearts to understand the things that you want to say to us, that you would make them clear to us. And Lord, that through it all, you would help us to see the love that you have for us through Jesus, our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, Psalm 121 is a beautiful song about God's constant care and ability to watch over and keep us throughout our lives. And it also points at God's care for us being an everlasting care for our lives now and through eternity. And so it's not surprising that it's often sung at funerals as a reminder of this care that God has for us through our life and through death, which we may know through our faith in Jesus. However, this psalm was originally sung by pilgrims traveling on their way to worship God in Jerusalem. They used it to recite Psalms 120 through to 134 as a way of preparing themselves to meet with God in prayer and in devotion as they offered their sacrifices of worship in the temple. And on their journey to Jerusalem, which might have taken them quite a distance because they traveled from throughout Israel and even beyond, these pilgrims would have come to the mountains and hills that surround the city. I don't know if you've ever been to Israel, but there's a, there's a mountain range around Jerusalem. And so they would have had to climb up the pathways to come over those hills and mountains before their final approach into Jerusalem. And as they did so, they would recite these psalms. And so they were called the psalms of ascent because they were, they were using them, they were speaking them out and singing them out as they were ascending on their journey to meet with God, to gather with God's people. And each of these psalms of ascent, like Different facets of a diamond sparkling in light reflects different aspects of our faith in revealing more of God's character and his care for us in different ways. They tell us of how God answers us in times of distress, how he helps us and watches over us. They instruct us to worship joyfully and to pray for God's people and they're reminders of our dependence on God in all that we do. We are assured of his deliverance from the wicked, and we are encouraged to rest in God's presence and trust in his provision. And we're reminded of the blessings of being united together in our worship and our love of God. And so there's a, a real richness in these psalms. And the fact that they've been read, recited, and sung over millennia, 
tells us just how important they are for us to refresh our souls, to be renewed in the reality they speak of in life's journey. And so, although today we're only going to be looking at one of these psalms, Psalm 121, the second of these psalms of ascent, I'd encourage you to take some time to read through these psalms from 120 to 134, and let them be a way that God can speak into your life, to reassure you and bless you, and help you to trust him more in your own walk with him each day. So we turn then to Psalm 121, which is divided into four parts, four different sections, each of two verses. The first section poses a very familiar question. Where does my help come from? Where does my help come from? That's such a necessary question for us because at every stage of our lives, even at the times when we feel most capable and most independent, we still need help for something. And we want to know who we can go to for help. And so the psalmist begins asking that question as he lifts his eyes to the hills and the mountains. And if we imagine this being a, a pilgrim on their journey to Jerusalem, these aren't empty words. They would have actually been able to see um, the hills and the mountains as they sang or recited the psalm. And these hills and mountains may have looked like they were in between them and their destination, surrounding the holy city of Jerusalem where they wanted to go. And that view might have inspired them to look beyond to beyond the, the beauty of the scenery, the grandeur of the mountains, to look beyond to the one who made it all, the creator God who has revealed himself. And in those days to the pilgrims, they would have known him as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And of course, we know him as the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. But when we think about the pilgrims looking at these mountains, we can also think about the fact that in life we also have mountains and hills before us. And like the mountain ranges around Jerusalem, they can also loom up in front of us and even seem to be in our way as we want to get to our destination. And these are the hills and mountains of things that challenge us, the things that can seem awfully big and daunting. These can be things like financial challenges, difficult relationships, health concerns, or maybe something we can't quite put our finger on, but there just is a sense that it feels like an uphill struggle. Jesus recognized this, he, and he gave us the key to being able to move forward. He spoke to his disciples once when they had just faced a challenge and they'd failed to deal with it effectively. 
And Jesus said to them, and this is in Matthew 17, 20, Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And so faith, Jesus says, is the key. However small, placed in the right place, will help shift the mountain before us, or at least it will help us to see the mountain from God's perspective. Faith will help us to see that with God's help, we can rise up and ascend the mountain, whatever that may be for us, and pass through to the place he wants to take us. For when we by faith plug into God's power to help us and guide us through, we'll find our strength renewed and our vision cleared to see the next part of the path through the mountain to the other side. Recently, Rosie and I were um, up the west coast for a, a short break, and we, we stopped in Glencoe, and we were looking up and seeing where people were climbing up. And you could see the path only so far, and then it seemed to disappear, and the people would, um, would just go out of sight. And we can't always see that path, but God knows where the path leads. And there's no mountain that he can't help us overcome. And what we should also remember that is, in the Bible, mountains are also associated with places of special encounter with God. Moses encountered God at the top of Mount Sinai and received the law and the commandments. Elijah had a great victory over the false prophets at the top of Mount Carmel. Jesus, after praying on a mountain, chose his disciples and he was also transfigured into glory on a mountaintop before Peter, James, and John. And God can use the mountains in our lives to draw us closer, to transform us, to deepen our faith, and to give us new insight and direction for the way ahead. Because God can use even the most challenging things we face to bring something good and something that may bless others through us. Because when we've been through the times of challenge, we have something to share. We have a testimony of God's grace and God's strength for us, even in our own weakness and helplessness. And that can be a tremendous encouragement to others who perhaps are just about to go through similar challenges. And then in the remaining sections of the psalm, in the ver verses 3 to 8, we're reminded also of God's ability and his capacity to watch over us. We're given the assurance that there's nowhere or no situation which we can go through in which, which is outside of his watchful sphere of care. Now, I don't know if you've ever uh, seen the television program Hunted, now, in the television program Hunted, there's a group of people who are given a challenge to, um, to it's, it's basically like a, a treasure hunt, if you like, but it's not that there. They are being hunted by the, the team. They've got to go anywhere they can go um, and get away from this team who are out to find them. 
And if they can do that for a set number of weeks, they will receive their own treasure, if you like. They receive many thousands of pounds. The difficulty they have is that um, in the UK, we are one of the most watched societies on the planet. For example, if, if one of the uh, contestants wanted to buy something and they used their credit or debit card, then immediately the hunters would know their exact location. Uh, they'd be tracing their cards for um, electronic transfers. And within minutes, they could send teams to go and try and intercept them. And it's the same with mobile phones and even cars. If the hunters know which phones or which cars to monitor, they can, uh, they can track them. And so if the contestant makes a mistake, uses a phone and they're picked up, uh, then they can be tracked down very quickly. And that's not to mention all the other things like CCTV, cameras, drones, helicopters, uh, dogs even that they set on them sometimes, which seems a bit unfair, but uh, um, there's lots of ways that they can try and find them. And yet, with all their technology, with all their resources, they can't always find the contestants. Some of people do manage to avoid their watchful gaze and, and win the prize. Well, what Psalm 121 tells us is that God knows our footsteps. He's watchful over us. But it's not because he's trying to catch us out, like the hunters in the TV program. Although sometimes he does want to catch our attention. Because God watches over us because, first of all, of who he is. He is God, he is all-knowing and all-seeing. But he does so with a, a loving concern for us. He will not let your foot slip. The Lord is your shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. Now, the psalmist isn't promising that we can go through life without any hardship or suffering. That's not what he's saying. But what he is promising is God's help to keep us on the path of life. The path that will take us through the life's mountains and valleys and lead us forward in the knowledge that we are always safe in him. The assurance we have as followers of Jesus is that though we may go through a lot in life, when we put our faith in Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, then ultimately there is nothing that can take us out of the realm of God's loving care. Because Jesus, our good shepherd, will never lose us. Rather, as we sang earlier in the words of Psalm 23, he will lead us through the paths and the valleys, feeding us, giving us what we need to drink to give life to our souls. And then we have these um, promises that Jesus gives us, these assurances in John chapter 6 that we read. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. The gospel message is that our salvation rests on God alone. 
It's what Jesus has done for us by dying on the cross for our sins and rising to life again three days later. That's the basis of our hope. That's what underpins the assurance that we're held safely through life's ups and downs and twists and turns. That whatever our state of health or well-being, God will hold us firmly in his hand through our faith in Christ. Because Jesus says everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. He doesn't say everyone who tries their best, but everyone who looks to Jesus and believes in him. So whether we slip in following him, whether God will pick us up so that we don't fall off the road, he watches over our ways and constantly surrounds us day and night with his loving presence. And that takes the pressure off us. It's not all up to us. What we have to do is to put our hand in God's hands, to put our trust in Jesus, to have faith in him. And he promises to watch over us in all the rest. Our difficulty, however, can be in seeing uh, that uh, God is with us, even when we don't feel anything, or when it seems that we're traveling along a path and it's all fog ahead, we can't see. And that's why we need to come to God's word to read and recite and sing the truths that we find there, as the pilgrims of old did, and as God's people have done through the ages. We need to build ourselves up in the faith. Because we need to take in these truths, which the Bible describes as like a light and a lamp for our feet along the path, which can dispel the darkness and show us the next steps, even if it's only the next couple of steps. We can move forward in the assurance that God gives us in the day and the night to watch over us and care for us all our days. Now the thing is, sometimes we want a bit more than a lamp. We want a a big light to shine right ahead. We want to know what's over the side of the mountains. We want to know what's ahead. We like to have things worked out. But God doesn't promise to show us all of that. He promises instead to be enough for us this day and tomorrow and each day. To be with us, to lift us up, to to show us the next steps, to encourage us by his spirit, to guide us in the path as a, as, his, as a good shepherd of the sheep. Now, when we were younger on long journeys, perhaps family holidays, I'm sure we remember that familiar phrase, which is the bane of all parents, are we there yet? Which is repeated over and over, are we there yet? Well, what we have in this psalm, like the rest of the psalms, is a promise of God's continuing care so that as we journey, we learn that the important thing is not knowing the destination over the hill or the mountain, not even reaching that destination yet. The important thing is knowing that God is loving and he is with us, and he is watching over us, knowing his presence with us this day. Now, sometimes we 
might glimpse this more clearly, sometimes we have a real sense of God's comfort, which as Jesus offers is beyond all human understanding. Sometimes when we're going through things and perhaps we know people are praying for us, we, we get a sense of, of peace or, or comfort, suddenly out of nowhere it seems. And that's God's Spirit coming to reassure us. And the recognition of God being with us by his Spirit to lead us as the Good Shepherd is what really gives us hope and joy that doesn't depend on what's going on. Because if God is love and the source of all hope, and he promises to be with us, then we always have access to his love and his hope. Because he is all wise and good to us, then we can always ask and receive the wisdom that we need for today. And because he is almighty to save and the God of the impossible, and he is with us, there is no situation we face which is beyond his ability to help us with. So when we remind ourselves of these great truths, we can know with assurance that we have all we need because God is with us. And through Jesus, he has met our every need for today, tomorrow, and forever. And so as I close by reading the psalm once more, perhaps you might like to just close your eyes and just um, be reassured by God of his love, his hope, and his peace for you, his peace that passes all understanding. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Amen. Let's pray. Loving God, we want to give you thanks for your watching care over us. That, Lord, whether it is the day or the night, you are with us by your Spirit. And so we thank you that in all that we uh, go through in life, we can know that assurance, whether we are going up the mountainside or whether we are on the top of the mountain. Lord, we can know your presence with us. And so, Lord, we thank you that you promised that light for our next steps. So help us to go forward this day, this week, in faith in you, that you are there showing us the next steps. So we thank you, Lord, for your word to us this day. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue our worship now as we sing Mission Praise number 998, Jesus, What a Beautiful Name.
Let's come now before God with our prayers for others. Let's pray. Almighty God, powerful in all your ways, we thank you for the good news of Jesus and for his death for our sakes, by which our sins have been taken away and through whose resurrection we may live forever, through the gift of your Holy Spirit, who comforts us and assures us that we belong to you every step of our lives through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. We rejoice that you are faithful in all your ways and that your promises are completely trustworthy. We thank you, Lord, that we can bring before you in prayer anyone who is in trouble. That, Lord, we can come together to sing songs of praise that we can share that gospel of forgiveness, that we can pray for those who are sick. So Lord, we confess our needs before you now. And we remember the needs of those we know. Heal us and restore us through the blood of Christ, our righteous Savior, who gave up the riches of heaven and entered into our suffering to lift us up into the light of your loving presence as dearly loved children of our Heavenly Father. God, our comforter and our healer, we ask that you would bring your comfort to the grieving, to those suffering loss, your healing to the sick and suffering, your hope to the hopeless, your peace to the anxious and the fearful, and your rest to the weary. Father of the heavenly lights, may your light shine in our dark world. May your people, whom you have made to be the light of the world, as the body of Christ, shine with the light of the glory of Christ to lead people into the light of your presence, the presence of your Spirit, who brings freedom and life. God of all hope, we lift up to you the needs of our own nation and the nations of the world. We pray that you would give grace and wisdom to the leaders of governments of the world to tackle the many difficult issues facing us at this time difficulties in relationships, in finding peace, in tackling poverty, overcoming oppression, of caring for our world. Lord, in your mercy, forgive us for our failings and help us to be faithful in praying and working for the reconciliation of people, communities, and nations which is so needed this day. But we thank you, Lord, for the hope that you give us and the commission that you give us to be reconcilers in Christ. Eternal God, 
we thank you for the everlasting hope that you have given us in Christ and for the faithful saints who have gone before us and who now rest in the light of your loving presence in heaven. Lead us through our lives to rejoice with all your saints and live for your glory now and forevermore. Through Christ Jesus, our Saviour and Lord. Amen. We continue to worship God as we bring our offerings to him. Gracious God, thank you for your goodness and generous provision, for you are the source of all that is good in our lives, and you delight to provide for your children. As we bring our gifts and offerings to you, use them and us to further your kingdom in this parish and beyond, for the praise of your glory, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We conclude our service together as we sing our final hymn this morning, Mission Praise number 473, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less.
And now the peace of God, which is beyond all human understanding, guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you this day and remain with you forever.